This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Let's get to the show. We have Thomas Hogan. He's a research, senior research faculty at the American Institute of Economic Research. He's a former chief economist for the U.S. Senate Committee on Banking, Housing, and Urban, Urban Affairs. He's had, had several positions at universities and institutes at the World Bank, in the private sector, here and abroad. He's been published in many academic journals. He's on television a lot. And I'm really happy to welcome him on to Cut to the Chase. Thomas Hogan, welcome. Hi, thanks. I'm glad to be on. So we've been hearing for over a year now that a recession is coming. It's going to come in six months. It's going to come in three months. But the numbers keep not being terrible. Uh, The jobs reports come in consistently strong month after month. Do you think we are still poised for a recession? Yeah, so it's funny because economists have been predicting for almost a year now that we would be having a recession. And like you said, it just hasn't come. Uh, You know, the economy continues to be very strong. Uh, The unemployment rate is just very, very low. Uh, Last month it was – well. In May, it was 3.7%. Before that, in April, it was 3.4%, which was the lowest rate in 50 years. Wow. The last time before that was 1969, and the last time before that was 1951. And so the jobs market continues to be very strong. Um, However, inflation continues to be persistent as well, which is giving a problem to the U.S. Federal Reserve. Right. And the Fed this week announced it is leaving interest rates unchanged for the first time since the spring of 2022. They've done 10 consecutive hikes hikes over 15 months. So they decided to keep it where it is, but kind of hinting, well, we could have a couple more hikes coming. Why do you think they decided to pause it to freeze it for now? Yeah, that's right. So as you mentioned, they've they had raised uh, 10 consecutive times before that um, and decided to pause this time and and leave it in the range of uh, five to five and a quarter percent as their target. And that was that was mostly expected um, that Mm -hmm. they would pause right now because they had been raising so much and they wanted to kind of take a break to see how this policy would be affecting the economy in the next couple of months. Um, However, most uh, most people were predicting that they would start cutting later this year. And Jerome Powell, the Fed chair, tried to make it very clear in his press conference that they aren't planning on doing that. In fact, they're expecting to raise rates again, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe at the next meeting or a few times later this year, because inflation continues to be more persistent than they expected. um, And the the job market continues to be strong. And so it looks like they will maybe be raising more than people had previously expected. So inflation uh, has gone down since last summer. I believe last summer it was at 9% and everybody was freaking out. Price of eggs, price of gas, everything. Um, right. Year over year, it fell to 4% last month. Is So that seems like a good sign. What can we read into that? Yeah, that's right. So the 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 rate has come down a lot. It's still about twice uh, what the Fed wants it to be. Their target is about two percent, and so they've been mm. trying to get it down to around two percent. Um, but the 
problem is it's just been a lot more persistent. So as you mentioned, the headline number of total inflation was about 4% last month, Mm -hmm. but core inflation, excluding food and energy, was about Uh 5.3%. And they they tend to look at the core number because food and energy are very volatile. They're up one one month, they're down the next. But the the fact that everything else has been so persistent is really worrisome to the Fed. And so they thought that number was going to come down more, and it really hasn't. Um, And so that's, again, why they're thinking about raising interest rates more than they had previously planned to do. Interesting. And of course, food and energy is something that people use every single day. So that hits their pocketbooks more uh, pretty consistently. Right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, people think about they they go to the store at the grocery store and they see the price of food and then they go to the uh, to get gas and see the price of gas has gone up or down. Um, And then you know, that's the impression that a lot of people have about what's happening with prices. Um, but those sometimes misrepresent what's happening because they're so volatile. And so the Fed tries to look at w- what's happening with other prices as well. And the things that have, that move a little bit slower have been slower to come down. And so they're a little bit worried that this just may take a little longer than expected to get inflation down. Yeah, I remember eggs was the big story. Now eggs are cheaper than right. anything else. They've gone way down. Uh, we talked a little bit about the jobs. Employers added uh, close to 400,000 jobs in May. That's a big number, the 29th straight month of jo- pretty strong job growth. Is this to you, you know, someone might be wondering who's not immersed in these numbers like you are. Does this seem counterintuitive with how yeah. inflation is going? Yeah, so um, it is unusual. I think there, uh, as we mentioned before, you know, most economists had been predicting that we were going to be in a recession by this time of the year. And I think one of the reasons that that um, they had misunderstood what was going on is that mm. we were seeing a lot of layoffs and particularly in the tech industry. Yeah. Um, but it looks like now that may have just been sort of a return to normal because during the COVID period, there was a big boom in tech. There was a lot right. of people that were working from home and, and there was elimination of a lot of jobs in say restaurants and hospitality. And so now what we're seeing is the reverse of that. We're seeing a layoff in the tech sector, but we're seeing very strong growth in a lot of other sectors that had not done well during COVID. And so people thought early on this was going to be the start of a big recession, but it looks like maybe it's just the economy getting back to normal. Back to and normal. so maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. So so hospitality obviously way down during COVID. We certainly saw that right. everywhere. Then it came roaring back with a vengeance. Everyone going out to eat, out to drink, going on vacation. Now, it, that's calming down a bit. We're seeing service industry spending, people going out and spending their money on drinks and dinner and hotels, is going down. But is that is that a good sign, do you think? Is it a bad sign? What does that tell us? So, you know, it, it's kind of hard to tell. Like, the Fed has been trying to slow down the economy because of the problem of inflation. And they they were kind of assuming that that would also mean slowing down the labor market as well, that we would have to have um, a little bit more unemployment. And so they were kind of being criticized because mm. I think the Fed Chair Powell maybe wasn't representing this. He was saying, yeah, we, we want a little bit more unemployment. He didn't mean that we actually want fewer jobs. What he meant, I think, was that, look, this, this rate of, of job growth is unsustainable. You know, we're going to get in a situation where we have a big boom and then that's going to lead to a bust. And obviously that's not what they want. And so the challenge was to get inflation down, slow uh, job growth just a little bit to get us onto a sustainable long run path rather than an unsustainable boom. Right. So um, and, maybe- and, and actually, it looks like they're they're kind of doing that, actually. So um, so maybe that that strategy has worked out better than people expected. 
Yeah, and so... Handling legal matters is stressful. So, let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's Frank Bruno law.com frank bruno he's your numero uno uh it's about stability and i he has a jerome powell has a very difficult job he's always being second guessed it's a huge responsibility he's not an elected official but there's a lot of political pressure on what he does what how good of a job do you think he's doing handling all of this from your yeah i agree like that's a pretty difficult job and i I think that they actually have done a, a good job kind of uh, bringing inflation down a little bit without creating a lot of unemployment. Um, however, the the high interest rate hikes that they've done over the last couple of years have been damaging to the banking sector. Yes. So we're still waiting to see if there's going to be a fallout of more bank failures. Um, but I would also say that this, in some sense, is a problem of their own making, that the Fed was way behind the curve in the uh, pandemic recovery Um in getting inflation under control. They thought largely that it was transitory, that it was supply chain problems, and it was a long time before they finally admitted, okay, actually, this is our fault. We've been keeping interest rates too low. We've done too expansionary monetary policy, and that's causing a lot of inflation. In order to catch up, they had to hike interest rates very quickly, which caused a lot of problems. Yes. Um, and so I think they have done a good job getting it under control, but it would have been better if they had you know, realized that early on so that we wouldn't have had as high of inflation as we did have in the post-pandemic period. Right, right. I mean, but at least they did the course correction and things seem to be pretty stable. Uh, Thomas Hogan, I have one more question for you before I let you go. Will this recession come and would you bet on when if it is? So I, um, I don't know that I would expect a recession the rest of this year. I think actually, so the Fed at least is projecting that we are going to have um, slightly positive growth. And so that means for the rest of the year, we're not going to have negative growth that would be uh, considered a recession. Mm. Um, most economists, as, as we talked about earlier, they were predicting a, a pretty big recession at the start of this year and that we would actually be recovering already towards the end of the year. Well, we didn't have the recession at the start of the year, and it looks like now the expectations have gone down to where you know maybe we'll be able to scoot by without a recession. If we do have one, hopefully it'll be something small. Thomas Hogan of the American Institute of Economic Research. I want to thank you for demystifying this in a way that even I can understand it. So thanks so much, and I hope to have you back on Cut to the Chase. Thanks a lot. Take care.